You guys, I have something to say. Oh, no. In our five years together, almost five years, June 21st will be five years. Uh, for the first time in my life today, Cullen turned me down for sex. Uh, we were planning on going to Six Flags. He's been very excited about it. He's ignoring all the storm watches. And when the thunder started rolling in today, I was like, big storm up ahead. And Cullen refused to believe that and tried to argue with me and said, no, they said it wasn't coming until 5 p.m. I've been watching. They said it wouldn't start till 5 p.m. And I'm like, one, the weather, whatever, the weatherers, (laughs) the weatherists are, the weathermen are never, and women are never fucking Cullen, what the fuck? Why are you so sexist? I said weather vain. Oh. (laughs) I didn't hear that. I mean, you're still... Still I mean, sexist. that's still a sexist thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're never right, even on a day-to-day basis. Everything's always 100% wrong. So why would you go by an hourly basis and believe that and have your heart set on that? Because he was excited. He was excited, which leads me to <laughs> this morning I had a swimsuit top on. I was feeling great. My tits are huge. <laughs> anyways, I mean, they're huge anyways. No. If you didn't know, I have the biggest <laughs> boobs in the world. They're going to give a bunch of creeps on Instagram. And, oh, God. Um, I already do. So um, so now it'll just be on our podcast Instagram. So I had a swimsuit top on that shoved them up to my chin, so I looked even better. Um, and I was dehydrated from being hungover, so I just felt good. You know, I just felt good. I had a lot of definition in my abs. Um <laughs> sick and, de- and dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's sick. what weightlifters do uh, to like for photo shoots, and that's kind of like my mentality: yeah. is go out the night before, drink a lot, mm-hmm. next morning, photo shoot time. Um, so, anyways, I <laughs> felt great, and I I jumped on Cullen. I wrestled him. <laughs> Onto the bed. I'm laughing because I actually wrestled him onto the bed and got on top of him. And instead of him saying no, because he's a nice person, he did it in the most common way possible where he just went limp. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, just his body. body. I don't know about his dick. His dick, I'm sure it was limp because he was only thinking, maybe it was hard for Six Flags. I don't know. (laughs) But he just went limp and stared off into space and, like, wouldn't look at me. That's (laughs) creepy. And I was just like, wow, this is so uncomfortable. And so I rolled off of him. And he didn't even say, like, usually. Was he like a corpse? Like, he was just. It was like like a corpse, yes. Usually he's like, get back on here and we'll, like, pull me back on top. He didn't. He let me go because he was so excited for six flags. He just, like, sprung back up and got and put on more sunscreen. (laughs) Put on his fanny pack. He, oh, yeah, he was wearing a fanny pack. I tried to get, like, a little, like, a tiny backpack to take with us. Did he really have a fanny pack? For real? Yeah. Instead, he was like, remember you used to have a fanny pack? And I was like, I still do in the bench that I crafted, made myself. Um, and he pulled out the fanny pack and, like, rummaged through it and got everything out. He's like, can't take this, can't take this, and then filled it back up and was not doing it as a joke. While you were just masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love a man in a fanny pack. So that's my story, and everyone should shame Cullen for it. So we learned that the same technique works for both you and grizzly bears. <laughs> <laughs> just play dead. Just play dead and they'll lose interest. 
God damn it. I would say I am like a predator. If you're ever getting wrestled by a grizzly bear or a Caitlin, <laughs> just go limp, play dead. They'll <laughs> lose interest. Oh my God. Um, well, let's do a homebrew, I guess. Fine. Cue the banjo. Let's do this. Cue the banjo music, baby. Okay. Um, okay, so today we have our dear friend, Willow. She's a wonderful soul. She's a doula, and we love her. And she's got a homebrew today. It's going to knock your socks off. It's going to be better than any homebrew you've ever heard <laughs> before. Okay. Why is it anyone saying anything? Talk. <laughs> I'm scared. It's so quiet in here. Colin's Colin. I've been staring into He's the on the floor. He's drooling. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, do you have a beer? Is everyone sauced up? Okay. Okay. Willow hit it. So, uh, just slapping noises in the background to get it. Yeah. That's Cullen's ball slapping. He's thinking about Six Flags again. (laughs) Very defined. Cullen, your your ball slaps sound exactly like a hand clap. Yeah. Because I can make your ball Ball slap. Slap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how I do it. Clap your balls. Great addition, Cullen. (laughs) Thank you, hun. I'm just trying to figure out how it started. What made me think about it? I mean, I watch a lot of fucking Netflix Marvel shows. uh, And so I think it was through that. And like thinking about, you know, why, why are all of these shows getting so gritty? Why are we getting backstories now? Is it because, you know, they have these strong characters that get enough recognition that draw people in? Are we getting grittier because... <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Back what there? is happening? Oh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Anybody need a band aid? <laughs> Triple antibiotic ointment? Trail mix? A journal? Four different yeah, types of menstrual products? Anybody? <laughs> Stubs, like Wait, four different types of menstrual products. Oh, I don't know. I'm just. Oh, probably I like was two. excited. <laughs> There's like cloth and disposable. I there, I think. I'm really excited. I, I want to get some of the di- disposable. No, not disposable. The underwear. <gasps> the the things. washable. The reusable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh I've my heard gosh. Really good things. I have two. Everyone who's used them is like they're amazing, and I can't use my Diva Cup anymore since I started getting like endometriosis symptoms. Yeah. So that's been like five years. Zach is falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's been five years of me using pads. <laughs> Just using pads and wasting. Yeah. Just wasting yeah. and wasting. There's a lot of great cloth ones out there. Um, they've got fun ones. They've got ones that, like, you can you can bleed on mm-hmm. different characters or people, and, like, that's a theme. <gasps> so, like, people you hate, you're just like, ugh, and rage bleed on. Oh, yes. Or there are cute things. Like, maybe you don't want things that make you rage. Yeah. You know, that Aww. close to your body. So there's lots out there. That's good. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. We can... We can get back so, to So, yeah, so thinking about all of these things, you know, we have this grittiness. Is the grittiness because, like, that idea that violence and sex sell, or is it to try and desensitize? And so my brain was just kind of spinning on that. And then I was thinking, well, you know, we have this across lots of different genres, not just superheroes. We have this um, wide-reaching gray area. Mm-hmm. We have this prevalence of 
removing the the binary villain, which is I'm not saying is necessarily a bad thing. I think that that allows for the complexities of life and you get dimensional characters and you get to have real discussions and not just have like your caped villain and your butch ass superhero. And, mm-hmm. and so that's a good thing. But I also wondered if it was allowing for, with, with, with the combination of the gray areas and the prevalence of, you know, backstories, the sympathizing, these anti-heroes, these um, sympathizing with all of our, our villains, was that allowing us to give more space to real life villains? So is that allowing us, you know, for garbage human beings that admit to be pedophiles mm-hmm. still fucking allowed to run for office and, and, and the goddamn president right now? Would that, how much of that shifts... Um, our view of a character like Trump. Yes. And, and um, whether or not it's large media conglomerates focusing on how to shift public perception, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. No, when you think of fucking public health policy, yeah. you know, when you try and enact public health policy, you think about your population. When you market things, you think about your population. There's no goddamn way that this much money gets poured into media without some kind of thought. Yes. So, so what are those thoughts yeah. is kind of what got that rolling. And I think within that, when we're also seeing this incredible... Um, we have social media now, right? We have the the magic internet and mm-hmm. the, the prevalence of that. You know, we have social media for all kinds of things, but a lot of what we get to see now is global news. We get to see personal stories of people from all over the world and how fucked so many people are mm-hmm. in so many goddamn ways. And then I think that allows for us to start to learn more because we have these personal stories and gauges our interest in different ways. And then we have these tools like money sharing online and resources and all of this. So we have the opportunity to engage in active ways in a new way. But how much has really changed when it comes to our activism? I think a lot has. But I wonder if some of that is stunted because of this public perception of I can't. I'm one person. Mm. I can't do this by myself. And so then in thinking about that, I think about our superhero TV shows. I think yeah. about these gray areas. I think about these, um, the, the, all I can think of is prevalence. The, uh, <laughs> roll with it. Just, we just roll. It's a homebrew. This is already yeah. smarter than any homebrew we've had. So it's. You have to remember it does start off with a banjo and Caitlin. No, you're not burping in the I'm intro, not burping, but, but it sounds there like. There is a big burp. There's a big burp right after I sing, and it sounds like me burping, and for some reason it upsets me, even though I burp constantly. <laughs> I was yes. going to say, is that a requirement? <laughs> burping? Like burping? Yes, so you would have to. Well, you're not burping oh, enough, God. though. What? You have a, I a burp quota anything. that you haven't yeah. filled started. tonight. You haven't even yeah. started. You know what? I started to when she was talking, and I was so enthralled that it like went deep back in my body. Oh, I didn't mean to it's going it. to come out as a fart. Oh, so. God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't fart. I'm a girl. I don't have an asshole. Okay. I really love that. Uh, can I comment on it now? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I really love that because I've... So when I got with the biggest nerd in the world, 
Cullen. Uh, I <laughs> I started getting into like I never had an in to get into nerdy stuff. Like you need to know a guy. You need to know a guy <laughs> to be able to read like graphic those. novels. But it does. It, it, does, it, yeah. it was like a world yeah. that like I didn't feel cool enough to be a part you of. You are married to a nerd. You said graphic novels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I know the difference now. Because what a comic book. Because when we go in the comic shop, shout out to what what's that called? Is it just called the comic shop? Probably. Uh, it's in Maplewood. Uh, fantasy shop. Fantasy right? shop. Fantasy shop. Fantasy shop. It's awesome. Yeah. They're super cool in there. They don't make me feel like an idiot. When we go in there, I, I like, you know, want to know what I'm talking about. So I, like, mm-hmm. Google yeah. what the things are called that I'm reading and they're graphic novels. Um, but so I got obsessed with, like, Batwoman. Um, our friends, Lauren and Dan, got me obsessed with Deadly Class. Just all kinds of stuff with, like, a a strong lady in it. Did and it does. Too. And so then we started, like, I love Jessica Jones. Did you read the Buffy yes. comics at all? No. I'm overwhelmed with comics. Like, get more. I have I have so much get that more. I need to read right now. I need to read new Deadly Class, like the newer Deadly Classes. Um, I have what's the horror comic that I? Harrow County. Harrow County. I have so much of that to catch up on. I'm the new Batwoman stuff. I'm like so overwhelmed right now. Anyways, so like reading those and then watching like Jessica Jones and all those different shows, it does. It's really exciting because it's a new world of like, man, I wish I would have seen this when I was a kid to be like, oh, all these strong lady characters. It's very cool. (coughs) But it does make me feel kind of like I can't do anything and people can't do anything. And why isn't there really these people? Like it makes me like long for those people when we're all just humans. The Mm -hmm. humans causing shit are just like us. I mean, aside from, you know, they have trash brain and they love, yeah, they love money. They're sociopaths. Um, so we could do something about it. Like a ton of people coming together, being activists and protesting, you could do something about it, but it is, it kind of makes you lazy. It kind of makes me think like in a lazy way, like, well, I don't have, I can't fucking, I can't lift a truck. I can't lift a truck. So what am I going to do? Yeah. Someone else is going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I think too, it's interesting for me specifically watching things like Jessica Jones. I get so pumped up and so fucking frustrated at the same time because, you know, identifying with her sister so much that like, like, should I be taking Krav Maga? Do I need to? I don't want to yeah. own a handgun, but like, yeah, I, I'm not safe walking down the street. Yeah. I'm not safe going to my goddamn car by myself at night. Yeah. And so there's this interesting relationship, for me at least, watching that show as a femme-presenting person, what what do I do with that information? Yes. And and so I think my the, the part that gives me hope, or at least media-wise, now this, I wish I knew off the top of my head what year, I guess the internet could tell me, the series finale of the television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer came out. So, spoiler alert for this, what, got fucking 20-year-old show or something now? I don't even want to know. Um, the date of the Buffy series finale. 90. Air date, fuck me, 2003. Oh, that's oh. what I was going to guess. I guess 98. Should have said it out loud. Should have said it out loud. Fuck. Always say it out loud. Because uh, nobody every, believes you afterwards. I relate shit. everything in terms of... Uh, <laughs> When Arrested Development was. I was like, oh that probably ended God. roughly oh. when Arrested Development was starting. <laughs> <laughs> I started watching it again. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't make it through the first season. 
and everyone hates me for it. I, it's good. I did it the first time, but now Arrested I'm, Development. I'm, I'm I didn't either. Back. I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's it good. makes me laugh a lot. Now. But yeah, like my brother is obsessed with it. He thought it was like the funniest show of all time. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I like it. It's good. It's good. What happens in the Buffy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that. So bringing so it back. back Colin, bringing it back. Take, take it back to 2003. There's yeah. the series finale. So throughout the show, you have this, this uh, vampire slayer, right? She's this amazing mythical woman, and she's short and blonde and a cheerleader, but she kills the fuck out of everything. And it's amazing. And you get to have these cool story arcs and all that. And then later in the series, you find out that the first ever Slayer, so this is a generational thing. So when a Slayer dies, another one is born. It's this mythical awakening kind of a thing. The first Slayer ever wasn't just magically created. There was a group of men that took demon things, uh, terrible description, mm-hmm. but took demony, magic y things. A cult? Yeah, Stuff. and forcibly shoved them into a. a what amounts to a young woman as a sacrifice, oh. and it's it's and it's it's this really interesting <sighs> content warning out the ass idea and episode where you know you see these things like rushing into her body, and it's I think it's very um, an important way to kind of an important an important piece to the series, but the series finale itself. So you find out that that's how the first layer was born. That this strong, incredible, amazing woman was given her power against her will by men. So what the fuck do you do with that? Does that take away the power of the woman herself? Yeah. What do you you know? Does that take away the singular strength of this character? And one of the things that I thought was so fucking incredible was that the series finale, what she does is, like, there's this uptick in evil, right? Because it's a series finale. you got to go fucking big or go home. Mm-hmm. They take the tool that was used to force this entity into the first layer. They take it, and another woman, who's a witch, uses that to then distribute the, the power of the slayer amplify it and distribute it out among everybody who could possibly, all the women who could possibly be a slayer. So it activates this whole community and there's, I'm getting goosebumps just here. I'm getting goosebumps hearing about it. It's tearing up. That's good. It's so good. It's so fucking good. And like the montage that they do in the show, there's like this young girl playing softball and she feels it. And there's this woman attacked in an alley. And I know, she feels it. And it's this like awakening and it's everybody. It's everybody ever. Everywhere. Oh. <laughs> I when fucking Trump got elected and I lost my mind and all my friends cried and we were all scared and it was, it was fucking so, terrible. Was, the, right? It was a really horrible feeling. Yeah. It was really fucking horrible. Yeah. The next day, well, like we were all gathered at our house, just like, what are we gonna do? We are about to be way less safe than we've ever been in our lifetime. Like it was fucked. And then this this part of that show popped into my head. Now, mm-hmm. I understand I'm a Buffy fan on a level that many people are not, so mm-hmm. I get that. I'm going to just disclaimer the <laughs> fuck out of that. But then I played it, and and with the emotional charge of the election, I might have been violently sobbing, and my partner and my friend had no idea what was happening. I was watching. And this distribution, I said, we have to, It's they call them the potentials. We have to call the potentials. So I think that's what we have to do now, and for a show to do that in 2003... Oh, it's so goddamn good. So how do we activate our communities? Uh, is is our superhero TV? Our you know is that help? Is that dampening 
the power that we have as individuals, whether consciously or not. I also want to say that there are a lot of shows that I think are incredibly important as they focus, like Jessica Jones or Luke Cage or Black Lightning, that are focusing on communities that are so often marginalized mm-hmm. and giving them power mm-hmm. and then using those shows to talk about issues, you know. There are a lot of really cool think pieces about Luke Cage with even the fucking promo for the first season where he walks with a fucking hood up as a black man and then gets, you know, shot and survives. Mm -hmm. That alone. So everybody should go read everything about that because it's amazing and I won't even kind of do it justice. So I don't want to dismiss all of these things and they're incredibly entertaining. They they do, like you said, the sister in Jessica Jones and then in uh, Mm -hmm. Luke Cage. I always want to say Nick Cage. Every time. (laughs) I have to like stop myself and be like, say, Luke, it's not Nick Cage. And then I'm like, wait, is Nick Cage? And then I get him confused. Okay. (laughs) So Luke Cage, like, um, and also in, uh, what's the other fucking show that Rosario Dawson is? Uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. So then the Rosario Dawson character in those, like she's a normal person, but Mm -hmm. she's like helping these superheroes and like. Right. Yeah, so so there's also that aspect, which is cool. So that's a really good point. Is Rosario Dawson's character our example of how to engage with the tools we have? Yeah. Because we do. We see her in lots of Marvel shows, and these fucking superheroes would be dead without her, without her showing yes. up and using the tools she has and questioning the systems that are in place and being a really competent character, but not one that has to become a superhero to remain competent and relevant, too. Mm-hmm which I think was really cool. She doesn't like fall into a vat of acid and suddenly become super yes. fucking nurse. Yeah. She's a nurse yep. and she's just, I mean, she's all gorgeous as fuck, but. Rosario, okay. <laughs> so Rosario Dawson to me is the hottest person on the planet. Yeah, her in Sin City, I like can't even look at her because <laughs> she's so fucking hot. She's so hot. It's ridiculous. God damn it's it. Absurd. If you look directly at her, you'll burn your eyes. That's how down. I feel. I'm just like, yes. I can't. Everything's so perfect and so cool. And it's like mm-hmm. totally like there's just so many aspects of her that aren't like the girl next door and are so different mm-hmm. and unique. Oh, God damn it. I love her so <laughs> much. Every time I see her, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we were watching Sin City the other day and I was like, I can't look at her. Why? How <laughs> does she look like this? She's so fucking cool. <laughs> Anyways, I'm off on a tangent. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not super drunk right now because I probably would have cried. Oh yeah, no, I still have t- I, I'm yeah, really I'm proud of myself for like, not openly just weeping. Hold it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I think we need to start watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, I I would love to start watching it. That's awesome. And I have okay. the whole first season in Giant Comics. Yes. And I have an action figure. I still. <laughs> the only reason I don't have a tattoo is I can't figure out what it would be. I think it would uh-huh. be the scythe, which is the tool that they use to dissipate oh, the power. Oh, that would be good. Yes. It'd be fucking great. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. I, there And there needs to be more shows like that where it's just right. a normal. So fun fact about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. We um, just watched the, like, original, the movie. Oh. Uh, the early 90s movie the other yes. night. And that was, like, my favorite movie as a kid. <laughs> and I, I, like, I don't remember it because I watched it whenever I was a kid. So it's one of those things that's, like, super nostalgic. And you're like, oh, yeah, that happened and that happened. Mm-hmm. So we're watching it the other night. And in my mind, like, finally, after a little while, I was like, this is why I'm, like, such a loudmouth feminist. Like, this is why <laughs> yeah. I like the girls that I like. Like, yeah. she's not this, like, tiny, I don't know, cheery. She's, she's like, a different, the the actress that they cast for her is, like. Sarah Michelle Gellar. No, in the movie. movie. Oh, the movie. Yeah, oh, it's, I, I forgot her, Kristen Swanson. Kristen yes, Swanson. she's, like, 
thicker. She's like buff looking. She is. And buff like fee. Buffy. Oh. <laughs> and like she's like real sassy and sarcastic and mm-hmm. like I don't know. I'm just like, this is why I turned out the way I did. Cause that's amazing. I love that. Like my dad facilitated me watching all these movies mm-hmm. and like, he's, you know, we don't agree politically yet. He raised like the loudest feminist <laughs> of all time. Like the, yeah. the like yeah. craziest loud mouth of all time. I love it. That's how I feel about my mom watching Xena with me. Xena is another thing that's yeah. just like, even today it's still like groundbreaking thinking back that like, that character was so popular Mm -hmm. and that little girls got to see that is fucking cool. Right. Veronica Mars was mine. (gasps) Ooh, that's a good one too. Mars until later in life. Mm -hmm. I never uh, found Veronica Mars. And I just checked and it's not already an existing podcast. So tune in next week for Buffy Bros. (laughs) (laughs) You sing us out on the new Buffy Bros uh, theme song. Shooby dooby dooby dooby. Oh shit, in here, fucking shit! <laughs>